uh, just as well, we tend to do like we're starting to try and do a bit of like preamble before we get into like the show and everything. So like if we're just chatting shit like at the bit, that'll probably end up in the beginning. So I suppose don't say anything incriminating is what I'm trying to say. Oh, no, don't worry. We, we, we used to release our outtakes as uh, for the Patreons, but um, some of the stuff we got is like, well, I can't can't yeah. keep that in there, can't keep that in there, and then did not end up being uh, much left, to be honest. One episode was used in a court case. <laughs> <laughs> I I kid, but fucking the amount of content that we had it probably could have in mind. Yeah. yeah, probably it didn't help that we couldn't swear on the original show. Wait, why was that? A lot that? of uh, creative freedom. Uh, well, the the original the original host basically didn't want um they didn't want to put an explicit tag on the episodes. Oh yeah. Worried about um. Oh, what do you do that? I, I, if there's cursing in our show, I just don't put the explicit tag on anyways. <laughs> just uh, just I, let I, it. I, I just put it on. I just put it on to be safe. Like I mean, like I mm. I don't really give a fuck to be honest. Mm. I mean, like it is, I mean, episodes episodes like last night we last need night, it. Yeah, that's yeah. My my justification is we don't have the viewership to warrant anyone trying to track down whether the show is explicit or not. So it's just like, who cares? Uh, maybe yeah, that'll come back to... The only thing to... it does is there's certain regions that it will affect. Hmm. Didn't Tarragon say? It was like, we had like one listener somewhere where it was like, all right, we'll lose that one listener. <laughs> yeah, just just wait until the real Gamer Score rendition of, of WAP. I don't need an explicit. <laughs> okay, hang on. Uh, let me... Oh dear. Let me... I'm disappointed to be on podcast with the guys and not have a song. Oh. <laughs> I'm disappointed that Neo didn't bring his fucking Hall of Fame hoodie. Oh, it doesn't fit me. It's the fucking problem. It doesn't fit me. I still chuck it on. Actually, yeah, no, Connor's right. If I don't hear a, a, I mean... a rendition of Wet Ass Gamer, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's horrific. Uh, Wag. Good segue into folks. <laughs> I was going to say wet-ass <laughs> pogs, but that just sounds disgusting. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Apparently, <laughs> it's, it's physics and dogs. Pogs. I was, I, was, I, was like, I want to really find out what the name is, and then they did an AMA on Twitter. Uh, sorry, on uh, Reddit for like six months ago. I'm like, all right, this is gold. This is all I need. Did I you never have thought? Did you just pick the game because it was called Pogs? No, Matt picked the game because Matt he did... wanted something that was completable. Yeah, <laughs> there, is, there is that. I also, yeah, I, I picked it as something that I was like interested in that was short and that I was going to play anyway. So I figured. Have yeah. you completed it, Matt? I'm right at the end of it. It's quite uh, long, isn't it? It's, 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 there's a lot more to it than I was expecting. Um, yeah. Mm. Especially that last level, holy shit! Um, I'll talk about it on the show, uh, but yeah, we, we got yeah. We, my um, my my friend and I um, got got to the very end of the uh, of the final level. You know, the doors open, we go in to see the final cutscene or whatever. Game freezes, and there are no checkpoints within the levels, so we'd have to redo the whole thing. So he said, "Fuck it, oh. finish it on uh, finish it on Monday." Mm. See, so, yeah, we're gonna have to rely on you because I. I did not allow myself enough time to complete the game. <laughs> where where did you get to? Because I only finished the sleep world and started off with the play world. I've finished the play world and I'm halfway okay. through the food world. The sleep world's only like not even an hour long. Oh, I mean if you yeah, if you're going for all the collectibles and everything and it's like there's what, seven levels per world? Hmm. If yeah. you're playing it solo, which was my issue, it's too much of a drag. It's yeah. A, yeah it's, 
it's definitely a co-op game. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I Elden, just struggle to find anybody. Who's leading this episode, Odin? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't know if I want to fight you for it, to be honest. I mean, I'll I'll do it if you want. I, mean... I don't mind. Okay. Hello and welcome to the unofficial Game Pass podcast with me, Connor Smith, and Odin Johnson. Today, we are very, very grateful to be welcomed by our special guests from the Real Gamer Score podcast, Cameron and Matt. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Cameron? You go first. Uh, of course, I'd be all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm Matt. I uh, go, go by Neo Master Online, um, which, again, was much less cringier when I created it than how it sounds now, uh, but I have to use it in, in everyday conversation. Um, uh, I'm the uh, I'm a big Xbox gamer, the uh, one of the hosts of the Real Game Score podcast here with Cameron. Um, uh, and my claim to fame is I've won, I won two of the uh, Xbox Hall of Fame trophies, um, and I have the highest game score in uh, both New Zealand and Oceania at uh, just over 1.6 million. Wow. Yeah, putting us all to shame. <laughs> Cameron. Uh, so I am the social and community manager for RGS. I co-host the show with Matt every week. Uh, my claim to fame is the Hall of Fame for being the number one for Game Pass in Australia. So when I won that, I finished up with approximately 520 titles. So I've played a lot of stuff in Game Pass. Played. Quotation. <laughs> I've, I've read the first page of every game there is in Game Pass and I consider myself uh knowledgeable enough now to give full walkthroughs on everything oh, here he comes challenging our qualifications Joking. yeah probably he will he probably will overtake them as well let's not <laughs> let's not beat around the bush like it's oh, oh yeah what's it right and and we asked you guys to pick one of the games on game pass to talk about on this episode you picked Fogs, <laughs> which which is a game I wasn't expecting that uh, you to pick. But uh, go on, tell us why you why you picked it. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll jump on the grenade for this one. Um, so Fogs looked like an interesting game. Uh, so uh, one of my friends, uh, Charlotte, uh, has just recently got into Xbox, uh, like you know, in the last month or so. Uh, and so we I've been talking to her around the sort of perspective of uh, like what it's like to to be a new Xbox gamer and to get into the sort of the Game Pass ecosystem. Uh, and so her and I were looking for, for co-op things that we could play together on Game Pass. Um, and this one sort of jumped out as something that was interesting, relatively new, um, had some good reviews on it. Um, and, you know, wasn't, you know, like a 200 hour, ridiculously complex, you know, tactical RPG or anything like that. It was just kind of like a nice, interesting, um, it, what, what I would deem a perfect Game Pass game in terms of you know being the the right, the right level of complexity and interest of something that probably wouldn't catch my attention normally unless it was on a very very good sale um but you know having that low barrier to entry just made it kind of the the, the perfect choice for me at least um cameron just kind of got dragged along with it pretty much it <laughs> yeah so folks is is basically for those who don't know uh so how am i going to explain this you play as kind of two dogs who are attached together one's like a blue collar the other's a red collar and uh oh god you can either play it with one controller between two people or by yourself or between two controllers and each head is controlled separately and it is basically if i try and explain it correctly like 
a physics puzzle game with a very cute art style and yeah i mean that's is there any the, better way to ex- explain it the, the example we use on our show is like human full flat meets um dog 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 is the cat dog yeah so it's, it's got <laughs> yeah. the elements yeah. of like the nobi nobi boy kind of weird surrealism and interesting like it's not quite to that you know katamari level of weird stuff happening but it's very it's very whimsical hmm. yeah hmm. Yeah, there's, it's you know there's there's a lot of um it's it's very cute and whimsical and I think it's uh yeah I'm 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 having a good time with it actually I was I, w- I wasn't sure going into it I wasn't even sure what kind of game it was but uh yeah yeah that, um it surprised me yeah in fact I'll go around and I'll ask people's first impressions Odin I want to start with you uh I'm guessing this isn't the sort of game that you'd you'd usually pick but go on what what was <laughs> <laughs> is this the game anyone would usually pick? I just I don't know if hey, this is like I, any. <laughs> I had played this previously with my girlfriend. Uh, that's why I'm letting it come back round. So mm. I want to know what you thought. Yeah, I I think it's um I think it's one of those games that's really good because for a while I think Game Pass was really struggling for like multiplayer games, specifically couch co-op ones. Mm-hmm. I think iDarb was like one of the very first ones that I could properly remember, and then there was like nothing else you could play bar like. I think the like maybe uh, no not even EA Play was on at that time so you, maybe there was a couple of shooters or whatnot like Halo and that but nothing particularly simple that anyone could just sit down and play so I I think when we talk about like games that are like games like Donut County um this are very good for like people who aren't really into games to try and start getting into them uh, I think first impression I had was uh and this will probably show my age but like. I saw like very much like remnants of influence from like say uh, Crash Bandicoot uh, three with the sort of hub opening world at the beginning, um and then I think the whole sort of the way in which the level designs like presented on the camera and this may be a bit of a reach but kind of reminds me a bit of like uh, Ratchet and Clank a little bit just because the way it follows you around and whatnot, um the puzzle stuff is quite yeah I mean it's kind of like. I feel like, yeah, it, you know the way sometimes we talk about, yeah, oh, multiplayer tacked on to this single player game. It's like the reverse for this. It's like mm-hmm. multiplayer with a single player tacked on. Um, yeah, I really like it. I think, yeah, it's it's perfectly serviceable playing on your own, but it's like you can get a so much better experience if you have someone to play with. So unfortunately, I think for most of our listeners and including myself, you know, we will need friends to play this. Um, and it's a very difficult, uh, that may be the greatest uh, challenge of them all, to be honest, but uh yeah, no, I, I, I really like it. I thought it was a sort of a cool little game to... Because most of the time when I'm going to play games now, I'm just like, oh, do I want to play? Like, Because I was playing through The Last of Us the other day and I was like, damn, this is like some heavy shit. Like, And then I go into this and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is nice. I could just sit back, relax and enjoy this. So, yeah, it's a nice uh, change in pace, I think, was my first impression. Yeah, I think that's that's right. I'm, I'm going to go clockwise. So, uh, Cameron, you're next on my screen. Yeah, I, so I played it pretty much single player. Um, I got through Sleep World and then pretty much just caught it there. Mm-hmm. It's it's not an enjoyable experience solo. And yeah. it was just lack of having that person during the day to be able to do it with me. Like usually I'd play co-op with my partner, but then at the same time, she's just been flat out at the moment with her new job. So I just yeah. haven't been able to find that second player. And it's just solo feels like you're being robbed of an experience in a way like i love the world i love the art style it's very cute but it just leaves you wanting more 
Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. And I'm going to come back to that. But first, I know, Matt, I, that you... Oh, wait. I was, was going to say, quickly adding on to, I have a two-year-old do- uh, daughter. I think this would be the perfect game that, uh, like, if she was, like, five, six, starting to pick up a controller a bit more, this would be the perfect game to co-op, you know, co-op and get a younger person's experience and then educate them through those puzzles. Hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think is severely lacking on Xbox for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, this this is like a really good game for entry-level get-you-into-gaming, I, I feel. Mm. Um, Matt, you did actually play at co-op, didn't you, with your friend? Did you play the whole thing, co-op? Yeah, yeah. So we, we basically did it from almost start to finish. Uh, so there's... It's like a what, tutorial world and then seven levels plus a boss fight per, boss fight, uh, per world. So it's just, just over 20, maybe 23, 24 levels. Um, yeah, so, so I, I played it with, uh, with my friend Charlotte, who's, who's new into Xbox. Uh, and it was a really good entry point uh, into, the, into the sort of ecosystem uh, around how Xbox works. And also just kind of like a relatively chill game where uh, because you're literally, you know, uh, connected by the hip, you can basically, you know, it, it's like, you know, I've, I've played a lot of platformers and a lot of these kinds of games in, in my time. Um, so, like, I could have basically, you know, if I was playing by myself, pulled a camera and basically just breeze through the whole thing, you know, nearly blindfolded. Because the game is not terribly complex. There's a couple of puzzles in there, but most of it's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's, it's, more, it's more about the interesting visuals and, and the sort of fun, um, for want of a better word. Uh, whereas... Mm-hmm. Um, you know charlotte's still sort of getting used to um how these games work and that sort of stuff and it was great because you know she she came up with ideas for puzzles i came up with ideas and we sort of had to it's about working together which was most of what the game actually is is it's basically just excuses to uh to you know have collaborative puzzle solving um while you know be like no no let go of that grab this let go and just like you know work like it's basically a big team building exercise with a dog um and i i I think it was yeah and it's it's also absolutely hilarious like that's this because of the way the physics work in the game um where the ability you have the ability to grab things and stretch and things you know they have their fantasy world logic so for example there's um if if you need to water a plant one one part of the dog grabs the head onto the onto the nozzle of the hose and you become the hose and the other has water spraying out of its mouth to basically water plants and so like if you eat a chili what the end that eats the chili the opposite end will have fire coming out of it um so like to go and burn things so like it's it's like they definitely have a sense of humor and they very much knew what they were getting into but it's a it's a it's a fun sort of physics puzzler that doesn't take itself too seriously um and it's it's definitely it's definitely that sort of light-hearted stuff where it's like yeah, exactly it's it's a good it's a good palate cleanser from the sort of you know the uh the sort of heavy uh less um less fun more you know, introspective games that that tend to be quite popular these days yeah i found that i found that you could have a lot of laughs while playing this game right like uh because part of it is because of the physics controls it is frustrating like they don't always do what you want them to do did you have like genuine moments of frustration at any point oh definitely we we definitely ran into a few technical issues um there's because of the way the physics work and essentially you know you can stretch out to a ridiculous amount like there were a lot of times where we suddenly just got launched into space uh or or you yeah, know suddenly yeah. someone would glitch through some one side of us would glitch through something and then rebound up and throw someone across somewhere else and yeah it was it was a mess i mean it was hilarious and like 
the, the, the puzzles themselves aren't too long-winded and pretty forgiving in terms of like you know there's some platforming involved and you know you need to grab onto this and like do a swing and there's also some lag issues with playing online i think it'd be a lot better couch co-op for sure um yeah mm-hmm. but overall like it's yeah it, it had some technical issues and one of the big ones we ran into was we, we got to the very end of the final level which is a uh the final level is basically a big gauntlet that combines all of the things all the mechanics that you've learned over the the course of the game into one big you know 20 30 minute long level um with you know very various like subsections for puzzles that you solve all of them you get to the very end of it and then you know, you go into a door and I, I presume that's the end of the game but what happened was is that we got to through the door the screen went black into the load screen also the load times are quite long um got to the load screen and then the game crashed to uh, to dashboard and so we tried to restart it and it just dropped us right back at the very beginning of the level so i haven't seen the ending yet but um that was definitely that's definitely a knock mm. against it we've, we've seen quite a few technical bugs but you know like it's we're not we're not talking triple a development here right like it's not this this, this isn't you know this, this isn't the new god of war this isn't the new call it, of duty it is their first game too i i i believe yeah. it it might just be three developers actually uh, mm. which which is fantastic i think the saving grace in this game when you do come across um an issue is the the respawn button on the pause on the pause menu like because because there's so many times where you get stuck or you fall into a place you're not supposed to be in like how many games should have that and don't have that like that's you know when you're making a game like this where you can get stuck that it really is a saving grace but um, I'm surprised to hear you mention load times because I'm I'm on Series X and so I know I'm not playing over uh, internet either. I, yeah. I think I think it's more of an online issue. I noticed a lot of things where we had a couple of instances where uh, the way to get out of a lot of levels is to bring an item to a, a giant two-headed snake that will you know is essentially like a warp pipe that will take you to the next part of the level. Mm. So I had a few instances where I had the thing, and I, the, you know, the the snake had opened its mouth, and I was waiting there, and Charlotte was like, hey, "No, no, I need to get the thing because it, it's it's not showing the same thing on my screen it is on yours." So I, th- right. I think it might be more to do with their net coding, uh, especially if it's their first game. It's not terribly surprising, um, but yeah, we, we we definitely noticed a few um, inconsistencies. Right. So I re- I reckon that this game probably for me is one of the perfect couch co-op games then uh that i f- was first aware of this game when it first came to game pass because i saw it and i went because when i was staying with my girlfriend earlier this year we were always looking for things to play so i was like putting uh human full flat moving out overcooked minecraft dungeons so I put everything into a group frogs came out i was like oh that looks great i'll put it in and we started playing it but i don't I don't think we thought too much of it at first, and I don't think it's probably because mm. I think we went to Sleep World first, and I probably having gone to the Play World because there are three worlds: there's the Sleep World, the Play World, and the Eat or, or Food World. It's supposed to be everything a, a dog does is you know sleep, eat, play. Um, mm. Having gone to the Play World on my on my own first. I had so much fun in the play world. Like, there's so much going on, so many mini games, so many different times that the gameplay changes. That it was like, wow, that you know, that's great. Um, and I wish that we had gotten that feeling when we played it for a short time together. Uh, but then I I had to leave and I came back and and I forgot about Fox for a little while. Other than um, I was listening to another Xbox podcast where. 
someone was talking about their their daughter really wanted Vogs, but it was twenty five pound or, or no twenty five dollars on Switch, and uh, they checked Game Pass. It was on Game Pass. It was like fantastic. Here you go. Here, you know, I don't want to pay twenty five dollars. Here you go. It's free. Uh, and I think that looking at it on the store, I think without the Game Pass discount, it is like for for me, it's I think twenty one pound or something. Which I looked at and I thought, Ooh, I'm not not it's sure. Like thirty eight dollars here. Yeah, thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I was looking at this thing. It's like forty New Zealand, which is it's a it's a bit steep to be honest. Um, I mean, yeah, there is yeah. you know a fair amount of game in there, and you know, like I, I don't want to short sell anything that's you know like a, a labor of love for these people uh, but like yeah it is it is when you're competing with free to play these days and you know it's it's more about people's time than necessarily money um it, it 40 bucks is is a little bit of a hard sell for you know an eight to ten hour game um even if even if it does have co-op included um and then obviously if you're playing online that per- other person needs to buy the game as well so um like i said it was a sort of perfect game pass edition i think I, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but if I was purchasing this outside of Game Pass, I would probably, like, I'd be looking for something that's half in length for half the price. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it, like it that, like that's still, like, still... Wait, wait for a sale. Like, I would yeah, be, like, yeah. at least a 50% off sale kind of thing, whereas, like, it's... Because it is, it is a great game, and um, it does... It is has a lot of content to it, but you're right. I think that some of the... The, the content is not super even, Um like mm, I mentioned, mm. it was like it's you've got um, the, the like the the play world is definitely the best one so far. Um, you consider you know starts with like a carnival. There's some like arcade stuff and some bowling stuff and like you know like co- cosmic bowling style you know uh, laser lights and stuff and it's just like really interesting and trippy and fun. Uh, and then like this the sleep world I I, I liked um, like I kind of like the aesthetic um, and some of the mechanics around like making it more of like a, some stealth stuff and some of the puzzles. The food world was the one that I really wasn't like super keen on. It was really just kind of, kind of eh. like it was fine. It was the first one we did. We did. We went through that. Then arcade. Then slate. Um, but it, it does feel like it's they, they kind of maybe ran out of some ideas because there's a few reused mechanics, and yeah, I mean you know it, I, again I, I feel bad you know having anything negative to say about this stuff because it is such a fun, interesting little game. Um, but it does yeah it. it I think it could definitely could have used a bit more variety. Yeah, I think what what I found interesting about the the price tag was I looked at it and I thought, well, that, you know, I'd never pay that for this game. And then you get into the yeah. game, and I was expecting you know five hours at most, but I, I mean I've I've put like four and a half hours into it, you know, by myself, and I'd say I'm about halfway or, or something. It, it's a it's a long game, like there's a lot of content, so I I'm like now i understand the price tag but i think um as you said cameron like would it have done better if it was you know half the half the length half the price maybe yeah um and maybe maybe indie games are um indie developers maybe they like to put the the price high because they know that at launch that they're going to have the most sales so uh and and most people are going to gonna wait for it to come on sale anyway so put the price high and, and let the, the price drop to something that's still good maybe that's the thinking behind it um but i want to talk about uh exactly how far we got through Aldrin, how much did you how much did you play uh, i i know i know we we had the problem this week and that we also played mass effect and we we probably gave ourselves a a little bit too much 
Uh, but Aldrin, how much did you get through? Why did you start with B? Like you could have started with anyone else. Like this is because you. If I was in the middle, people would have forgotten about how much I'd gotten through by the time we got to the end. Um, I don't even have the excuse of like Mass Effect being played because I've played Mass Effect before. I know what's going on. I could have easily just been like, "No, I'm gonna go play Fox." I think a good indicator is if you look at my Discord profile ten minutes before a show starts and it still says I'm playing that game. I probably haven't gotten that far. Um, that's not out of lack of trying. That's just. Um, one, I was going to play it last night and uh, I hadn't it downloaded, which was a rookie mistake on my part. And my internet is tragic. So that takes about, I think, two hours to install like uh, like a five gigabyte game. So I, I let that go overnight and then I got up like half seven this morning to like start playing it, which is quite a fever dream to wake up at like half seven and then just go play <laughs> Pogs. I guess I never had that. Like I feel like I was 10 again for like five seconds. Um, but yeah, no, I, I got in... Like, yeah, I have pretty much about an hour and a half into it. Uh, I've done the sleep world. I saw a little bit of the play world. And maybe it's because I haven't played a lot of the play world yet, but I actually really like the sleep world. And that might just be because I was absolutely exhausted when I started playing this. And I just thought, ah, beds, <laughs> of course, lovely. Um, But I, I, I really like the aesthetic they go for. I think I'm, I'm, I'm starting mm-hmm. to really enjoy this uh, like because we've seen it with like say the likes of Donut County the Falconeer kind of has a similar approach as well like this minimalistic sort of almost blocky in a sense like like it feels like there's no curves in the world they just they're integrated like it's a lot of little bumps um which I think is really kind of cool it's it's almost like um like it's it's like a top tier unity game like it's like the assets are done right like everything looks good like and like you can enjoy it like and that's not to bad like because i know Unity's kind of a meme with like people and like it's oh you you released a game on unity but Unity's a really intuitive engine anyways um and mm. i think a lot of the assets you can get if done right are really good so i i really like this sort of it's almost like a cartoony ish like comic book brought to life art style that i enjoy about it um but yeah, no, I, I got about an hour and a half into it. Um, I don't know if I'd play it. I don't know if I played again. Certainly not on solo. Um, I think like if my sister comes over, whatever, because COVID restrictions are just starting to lift here. So like we usually are looking for something to play that isn't exactly like too extravagant. And that used to be like Crash Team Racing used to be that game, um, which is difficult. But, you know, if you could like you can kind of mediate the difficulty of that if you're playing with someone this might be like the perfect sort of like co-op thing to play with again someone who doesn't really play games yeah. but is interested in getting into them um so yeah i got better an, an hour and a half in i probably will see more hours into it later on mm. uh, yeah i like what you said about the graphics because there there were a few times where i had to take a screenshot and i thought yeah this looks beautiful and then i look at the screenshot and it's just like um just huge chunks of one color or like one texture or something but it's done in such it like a it's so cute it's so colorful and it all it's just all very pleasing to the eye and i think just the the simplistic nature of it i think does it wonders really i think if there was too much going on you know it'd be helpless um but yeah so it sounds like is is the sleep world the world to to send new players away cameron how did you how did you get on i i pretty much the exact same like i only just got up to the play world and same like similar sentiment um i i struggled to play through this solo mm. it just it, it rubs you of an experience but um exact same thing like i love the sounds i love the colors 
like the worlds itself are beautiful mm-hmm. but it's just one of those uh one of those games that you need to share with somebody yeah yeah definitely i think uh matt since you've played the most of it i'm i'm gonna i haven't really touched the sleep world so i don't really know uh what's what's that what what it's all about i mean i played it a little bit with my girlfriend but i've mostly in in this playthrough played the played the entirety of the the play world and half of the food world so the play world i thought was phenomenal it really reminded me of um when me and my girlfriend played it takes two and those kind of co-op games like a way out where the gameplay keeps evolving and changing and and adding fresh things I, that's when you kind of see this game shine and, and really see what it could be. And because there's there's not much that's repeated in that world. And there's like the arcade where you get loads of different machines and you can do like bowling, um, pinball, oh, like so many. Yeah, 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 hockey. Yeah, it's it was so fun. And it, it was just like going to an arcade and trying out all the, all the machines. I was like, the the fact that they've managed to recreate all these games with their with their physics engine, I love that. I thought it was fantastic. The food world, I'm halfway through it, and I'm a bit sick of it to be honest, because uh, there there are these, I mean, that you're having to water all the plants and things. There are these creatures that eat the plants that you need to kind of um, shepherd about and keep in certain areas. It it feels at least on on my own it feels a little bit of a chore yeah that's kind so going through it with with charlotte i had the same thing as that was the first thing that we tackled and i i was enjoying it in spite of the game at that point really it was like that the the puzzles were okay i wasn't really a big fan of the whole like you know plant mechanic stuff and moving things around uh you know there was a couple of fun levels where they have like assembly lines to convey about so you kind of have to manipulate later on but Mm. A lot of it was just kind of like we were just having a, like a relatively casual like fun time just shooting the shit and just you know going through and just be like oh you know it's easy and we'll just have a good time with it and it doesn't really matter what we're actually doing uh and then like the arcade level like 100 percent like blew me away i was like this is like this is the aesthetic that i'm after like i'm having a huge amount of fun with it like you know exactly all those interesting mini games um there's the whole like space race thing where you gotta you know outrun the the two robots and it's it's very very cute and interesting uh, and then the sleep world is kind of the sleep world turns it into um it reminds me a lot of uh the, if, if any of you have played the original spyro um there's there's quite a few levels um that have that sort of dream scape sort of aesthetic yeah, where it's yeah. like you know light and dark and things like that so there's mechanics around uh you know you have a light orb that you can that will make um some platforms uh become solid and some of them disappear and so you have to be like okay well i need to go through this platform so i need to make sure i don't have a light source but when i'm on the other side of it i need to use it as a bridge so i need to get a light source from somewhere else to use it on that and so that's like you know some one person you know one head grabs like the light bulb and the other one becomes a torch to shine at things and it's i think they in mechanically i think they probably have the most interesting puzzles uh, they also have some like stealth mechanic stuff around like avoiding search lights and um you know using alarm clocks to w- wake up um wake up creatures that are sleeping uh, or or take un- alarm clocks away to make them dream and if they're dreaming they you know they dream of a bridge and then if you go at the right angle the, the bridge becomes a real bridge so you can use it so like i think that the sleep world probably has the most interesting in terms of like puzzle mechanics and the mm. uh, the arcade one has the most fun in terms of like games and actually like playing through an aesthetic uh, and the food world just kind of feels like they needed the third world 
and that that's kind of yeah like there isn't really much else to it i'm, I'm glad i played through the food food world first because i'd be pretty disappointed if that was the last one i did mm. and i was quite surprised getting to the end of the play world and suddenly there's like this boss fight i was like mm. man there's a boss fight in this game <laughs> uh each of them which is interesting again like you know boss fight they are basically just kind of you know using some of the mechanics that you've learned to to complete the level but they're kind of more interesting thematically yeah yeah the the one that i did um he sort of made you go into different things and uh one you had to make the shape that was coming up like a like a tetris shape like that was maddeningly hard and like i'm i'm, the, I'm there's not even another person to to, <laughs> to hinder me i just can't remember which uh head i am on the controller like i've got the right thumbstick and the left thumbstick and i keep having to remember like okay the right is the red one and then like my my right thumb is so used to going where i'm looking that it's like no no <laughs> don't do that um and then you end up on cannons and you end up shooting things and i was like oh man this is like was not expecting boss fights in this kind of relatively chill kids game the, the, the game itself actually reminds me like like i brought up about spyro now thinking more about it in terms of like aesthetic and mechanics and like fun little stuff it reminds me very much of the very first spyro the dragon where they weren't quite sure they knew it was a platformer uh and they knew they wanted like you know they wanted like a you know like a a, a dream world and like a nightmare world and all these all these different kind of interesting like hub worlds for you to go into these levels um but in terms of like mechanics, they always put a boss fight in there that's kind of like interesting but kind of different for everything else. Um, but they'll also just like chuck interesting puzzle mechanics at you for you to like figure out. It's like, okay, this level you get shrunk down and you're tiny, and this level you have to be massive, and this level, you know, you can freeze yourself um in a pose to allow yourself to get through certain gaps and stuff. And like it's there's a lot of variety there that I was I was really happy with um with some of those those earlier levels. Um and it, it reminded me of like a like an early like PlayStation One like kind of freeform game, you know, like it's not it's not like you know we're talking about like walls of text or voice acting or anything like that. It's just pure gameplay and aesthetics, and that's all there is to it. I think yeah, I I liked seeing kind of the the influence of different platformers uh, made with this kind of um, you know I don't even know what to call these games that have like a physics engine where it's supposed to be slightly frustrating, uh, but. It, it was really fun and we haven't even talked about the best part about the game is which you can dress them in hats <laughs> i'm very happy about this because mm. uh, every level has a certain amount of uh, golden bones that you can find uh and then you have the the home hub world has a shop where you can buy different hats and then each world has its own shop and as you progress through the levels you can unlock things that you see uh so my, one of my favorite things was defeating the uh, play world boss who, who was like he had a wizard hat with a big mustache and then you can buy the wizard hat and the mustache for your uh for your fogs you can dress them in their own hats uh, that cute little things like that and the fact that you can like run around barking whenever you want <laughs> like if you if you're not communicating with someone you can hit a to be like happy and then it's like x if you're like confused if like you're not getting a puzzle or something if you haven't got a good way to communicate and then yeah just just there's essentially just a bark button that you just run around just hitting all the time it's it's, it's yeah right. <laughs> can we just point out as well how like sadistic it is that these like you know child-friendly like dogs are wearing the clothes of their like deceased foes like just <laughs> as they go through these worlds like <laughs> 
yeah, it is. It, it is. It's yeah. a, little, a little messed up when you think about it. Uh, uh, Charlotte got the uh, the the cat whiskers and nose, and I did the uh, slice of bread because um, I just thought that was just hilarious. It was a nice way to distinguish them as well from you know knowing which end is which because like they do get you know you get spun up quite a bit through all the levels. Uh, yeah. You don't really have camera control. Uh, yeah. yeah. You have to make sure that one of them's wearing something that is clearly red, and the other one's some- wearing something that's clearly yeah. blue. Now, I'm currently a, a strawberry and a, and a blueberry, I think. Uh, which ah, uh, I don't know. It's all so simple, right? It's all so simplistic mm. and like kind of um, uh, fun in a very childish way, but it's also really charming. Uh, yeah, like it's impossible to escape like how how charmed I was by this game. And in fact, when when I knew I was doing this game for the podcast, I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to have to play this through my own. My my girlfriend's going to be really disappointed that I'm playing it without her. I'm disappointed that I'm playing it without her. Um, and then, <laughs> and then my mom came over, and I was like, oh, mom, do you want to play a game with me? And like, bearing in mind, she does not get on with games. Uh, every time she's tried to pick up a controller, she gets frustrated. Uh, she can't. You know, there's there's no way she can coordinate any sort of uh, complex uh, maneuvers, and yet I was like, no, come on, come on, and like before she even sat down, she was like, oh, I'm just gonna be rubbish, I'm just gonna be rubbish. Uh, you're gonna be uh, shouting at me. I was like, no, it's not that sort of game. It's not that sort of game. And I sat her down, and like this was my experiment, right? Because you showed that you're a mum Connor, is... huh? You showed that you're mum before. Is, is this what we're gonna learn today? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't think I shout at my mom. I think what she's expect. You had that I, Portal Two I, experience I, where you're like, no, no, shoot it there, shoot it there. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that is the thing. I think every, I've, I've been anytime there. I've she's been tried there. to play, yeah, anytime she's tried to play a game before, it is like, uh, no, you got to do this. No, do this. Press the button. <laughs> no, that button. <laughs> um, yep. No, I think we're, we're you know everyone's experienced that sort of frustration. But I sat her down, right? And this was my experiment to see if it's truly entry-level gaming. If I can see if someone who can't even operate a controller properly before can pick up this game and play. And I don't know what she thought of it at first. First, because like she sat down with a glass of wine because like, I'm going to need a glass of wine for this. Uh, <laughs> and then I started off and I was like, oh, look, we're a two-headed dog. And she's like, oh, okay. And we started going around the introductory level, and I said, uh, what do you think of it so far? And she said, I don't really get the point of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think the the largest barrier we had early on was just this bit where you had to grab on, like, bite onto posts, and the wind's blowing yeah. you back, and the other the other dog has to grab onto the next one, and she just could not get the timing for that at all. So we spent about, I don't know, five... 10 minutes just there and i like i was like I, I was really calm i was just like yeah and then you gotta get the next one it's like no don't stretch when you're getting blown back and it's like if you want to grab it i'll do it and she was like no i want to do at least one i want to do at least one <laughs> and then she, she she turned around to me and she said what what age of of, of gamer is this for and i checked on the store i was like it's peggy three and i was like oh oh so this is for three-year-olds and i can't do it <laughs> You'd be kind of wondering what if it was like Peggy Twelve or something. Like, what violence is in this game that I haven't come to yet? Like, 
seen like the dogs just turn on each other and it just goes into the whole thing, you know? It just gets hyper realistic, like, and all the graphics just change and it's just like yeah. blood everywhere and it's like this dog just like. All, all the things you've off. bitten. It would be kind of like, do you remember um, remember the old Team Fortress 2 trailers with Pyro where like in his head he's just going around picking daisies but like in actuality he's burning down houses. <laughs> <laughs> but I think my mum actually, she's stuck with it longer than I was expecting her to. We got to the home world and I went, do you want to go to the sleep world? It looks like a beach world or do you want to go to the fruit world? And she was like, I want to go to the beach one. And we went to the beach one, and actually, it, I'm really glad she picked that one because we had a lot of fun. And there were a lot of times where we were laughing. There was like a, a game where you had to, I I hooked onto the kind of um, zip line thing, and you have to stretch and pick up a duck and put the ducks in the baskets, and like that was maddeningly difficult for her. But every time she got it, I think she felt like really accomplished and. We spent a long time laughing and like trying to figure out and like she was coming up with solutions and like the fact that I've I never play video games with my mum, but Fogs got her in and she had fun. Mm-hmm. Uh and I was I think I was just amazed that Next I was like, stop Dark Souls, Connor. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think not. I think not. Oh dear. No, I mean to that point but you know that's always the end goal yeah I, th- I think the one thing was just you know you don't realize like kind of what the reaction times you need how you need to know exactly where you put the thumbstick to know exactly where the head's going to go like all those things are so intuitive to us now but to a new gamer i think probably children must pick it up like that because as a child it's like give give me a controller i'm like oh i understand how to do this um but yeah, I was impressed with Fox. I think overall, uh, after that is where the the experience was really a a, a slog. I think I, playing by myself, it was like going through the motions. Um, the music was a bit monotonous after a while. I had to turn it off because it was just like some jolly like little backing track the whole way through i was like no i'll turn it and i put podcasts on and i just listen to podcasts while doing it because i just think you know if i'm on my own i just need some sort of uh stimulus because there's like there's no voices in the game there's just kind of the music and the the characters have little think bubbles of what they want or what they mean or whatever so it's all it's all kind of visual so there's if you're playing by yourself there's just not enough to sustain you in my opinion yeah i think that this game if you've got a friend or partner around for like for couch cop and they don't mind sitting down with like a a a kids game where you play as as a two-headed dog um obviously this isn't going to be a game where you sit down with your best buddy you play shooters with um but especially if you have a have a partner like me and and you want to play a game where the gameplay is evolving it like plays into like all the classic platformer stuff it's like a genuinely really fun experience and i think mm. i'm gonna i'm actually gonna save it till i'm next with my girlfriend and we can play because it's like i'm happy i didn't complete it it's like i'm gonna leave it there and then i'm gonna play all of it with my girlfriend because i think this will be really fun i think she'll really enjoy it, especially the play world and all the different things you can do there 
Um, but I'd like to hear what uh, everyone's thoughts is on like the sustainability of this game and, and the quality overall. You go to Cameron because he has. I think he's just been having to endure a lot of I'm, speaking for a while. So I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to think. Um, like in terms of like. It's enduring appeal. Yeah. It's the co-op. Like, I'm... Usually with these kind of developers too, like, I like to look at the series to see what else they have made. But just with this one game, like, it's... I'm questioning whether they're going to become developers that purely just focus on co-op kind of experiences. For example, someone like the... um, What's the studio that does its takes two and way out? That was... Meant to blank. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, creating those kind of experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, brothers as well. Um but like Yeah, I I'm wondering if it was beneficial to whether just to remove the solo aspect. Yeah, I I was thinking that I think the only thing is that if a kid sees this game, this is gonna look really appealing because like dogs very cute style um i don't know i don't know what a child would think playing this game yeah do you have any scope on I, that, I, I, or cameron i was i was gonna say with that <laughs> um but i have I've, I've probably played a few too many games for it, for it to be a, a truly yeah, new yeah. experience to me um but yeah i i kind of agree right like i think that you know, like, I've, we've made a lot of comparisons to other games, like Human Fall Flat and, like, other physics games. Um, things like, you know, Octodad and that kind of stuff, where it's supposed to be kind of weird and frustrating and, like, you, 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 you the mechanics sort of fight against you. Um, so, like, I, I think that, like, as, you know, um, as a co-op experience, it's kind of fun. And I think it's, like, it's a, it's a high-quality game, I think. Like, they've, they've obviously put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, and it's, it's you know, barring the, the minor technical issues... I think that it's uh, it's it's definitely a game that people should play if you have a co-op partner. But uh, you know, yeah. we, we've talked about like on our podcast, we, we've uh, Cameron and I play games together where they're games that are not good, but we've played them co-op, which makes them you know like and we have an enjoyable experience in spite of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas th- this is this is not that this, this is this is a good game that is enhanced by co-op. Hmm. I think, um, hmm. and like because because the thing is like you can play through it single player, and it's not super compelling. But there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Like there's there's, there's there's nothing that I'd be like, no, this is unplayable or this is, you know, like yeah, sure, it's 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 overly simple is pretty much the only knock I would have against it. Um, yeah. And co-op makes that a bit more, um, you know, livens it up a little bit or make you know adds another element to the game that it, that it really needs. Hmm. But otherwise, I would say it's like it's a it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I think I think if a kid finds this game and they they have it on whatever platform or on Game Pass, I think they're gonna. Yeah, they'll probably nag their their parent to join in at, at some point, um, but then they can it's also a, play it on it's their a good own. Thing. Yeah, hmm. I th- I think I, it's th- it's fine like having the single player there, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I think as soon as you jump into it, you're gonna realize that's not how it's meant to be played. Not really. Yeah, the the co-op um, feels like less of a gimmick than like say a way out did, and like I say that with like knowing that I I. Yeah, I enjoyed a way out, but I only enjoyed it because I was playing it with someone at the time, and we kind of laughed at how absurd some of the stuff that was going on was. Like, it's quite a janky game, yeah. Um, for the most part, like, and obviously, I think, I think, 
how I would describe it is it's like a co-op telltale game where you just kind of go around picking up stuff and moving to the next spot. Whereas like, at least with yeah. Fogs, like, you know, it, it actually like, you can tell like it's obviously a core mechanic, but it doesn't feel like sort of this like, oh, cool, look at us with this co-op game or whatever. It's like, here's a relatively decent game that, as Matt mentioned, is enhanced by co-op. Mm. I think It Takes Two is a real like evolution on... Um a way out though i think that game is like a masterpiece just again like i mentioned earlier like that fox reminded me of when me and my girlfriend playing it takes two and the gameplay was just evolving and constantly doing different things like mm. that's where it really evolves from from a way out i i definitely implore any anyone with like a good friend or a partner to play it takes two but i thought uh, an interesting thing looking at i think the bitloom games developed this game i think it is just three people yeah. Uh, their Twitter says making experimental games to surprise and delight. So I, I think we we might see more family friendly, experimental mm. little projects from them. Uh, and and the other thing, Cameron, you sent through a, a little um, uh, little synopsis there. Mm. And I think this is this is one of the developers saying about um, uh, the game coming to Game Pass. They said. Knowing that a huge company like Xbox had seen the game and decided it was exciting enough that they wanted it on their service was a major validation and a big motivation boost to us mm. as first-time developers, and especially since the game was still in development at the time. Mm. But that's that's a heartwarming story, isn't it? That developers mm. being really overjoyed and and grateful to be considered for Game Pass, like. I think no. they might be they might be underselling themselves a bit though because I think in fairness Xbox kind of wanted it but I think they also needed it because there's such a lack of family games yeah. on Xbox to begin with like everyone whenever you think of family games Nintendo was the go-to console like there's never been any competition in that regard like every year you go to like you see like the game award nominations like family game like four out of the five will be Nintendo based games like I think like fog is definitely a step in the right direction i think viva pinata was like one back on the 360 and it just hasn't come back since um rare have so many like amazing kids friendly ips yeah. that microsoft refuses to do anything with mm. i mean you know there, there, mm. there are some elements of viva pinata that i would argue are not exactly kid friendly when you look into them <laughs> <laughs> considering how, you, how, the, how the breeding works and how the the animals uh, you know kill each other and rip each other to shreds to get the chocolate inside each other but Hey, you know what? Like, it looks cute on the outside, and they made a TV show where, about it. Where, so I'm sure it's fine. Where else are you gonna learn about the bird pinatas and the bee pinatas? <laughs> Matt, they're just dancing, and there's just candy inside them. You just, you know, if you, if you, except that you know, when you have two worms, they produce a third worm, and then you breed the first worm with the third worm to get a fourth worm, and it's uh, don't worry about it. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot about that technicality. <laughs> Just keep your foxes and rabbits apart and everyone will be happy. Uh, yeah. No, I think that so often uh, we think of Game Pass as being great for the consumer and that the developer has just been paid like a, a, a chunk of money and whatever, here you go. And then everyone gets their game for free. But uh, I mean, the exposure it gives you, I think loads of people playing your game up, you know, rise in sales because everyone's talking about it uh and maybe want it on different platforms i think that yeah it, it's quite nice to to hear a developer excited that their game was put on game pass and yeah. i absolutely agree that game pass needs those co-op experiences like if i'm paying for this subscription you know give me games that i can play 
uh, with my girlfriend, with my friend when they come over. Uh, and the fact that when you go into the Game Pass library on the Xbox or, or the Game Pass um, section, and there's not just a very clear co-op games that I can click on and see every game that's co-op, like, you know, it, it's such a, a drag trying to look through family platformer trying to find games that are perfect for what i want if they can just put a couch co-op section on game pass like that would be so useful to me yeah i know i 100 agree because i was again looking for for games that, that charlotte and i could play to like introduce her into you know game pass and the games we can play on about like a lot of them were just like oh well no that doesn't really work or or that this has a multiplayer but not really co-op and it's like you know trying to because there are a lot of games on game pass it's a, it's mm. a, you know it's crazy how many um it's and 900 now if you consider cloud titles. Yeah, which, yeah, which is mm. ridiculous. A lot of them would be duplicates, though, as well. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because the, the, the point you bring up there around um, them needing games that are easier and more accessible to people, which makes sense, right? Because like, Xbox have been talking a big game about making their consoles and their controllers and their software and the system's more accessible, but you have to have the games that people actually want to play, that people can play, or people can get into at various mm. skill levels to actually, you know, sell the box at the end of the day, right? Like, I mean, you you, ha- you can have all the adaptive controllers in the world. What are you going to use them on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Aldrin, any more thoughts on uh, indie titles on, on Game Pass? Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that when I said that this is a game that Xbox need because I think they do need more indie titles because um, PlayStation in terms yeah. of consoles have kind of been leading that way for like at least uh, like the last five to six years. Um, the one thing that always annoyed me about because I only got a PC recently, like the access to indie titles on PC, like it just puts into like perspective how poor it is on consoles because, you know, for the most part, like you go onto Steam, like they'll promote like the shit out of any like like any small developed game or whatnot whereas you go into xbox it's first party titles first which is fair you know you'd expect that if you're buying a first part if you're buying an xbox or a playstation but like i almost feel like specifically with playstation store the way in which that like playstation store is horrible for the first part i absolutely despise having to go through and xbox isn't that much better but i think it's just a little bit more familiar to me like they kind of hide like these smaller titles like really in the back ends of like nowhere on the store so it's even impossible for anyone to just kind of stumble across them um but i think game pass has done a great job at like you know promoting these games a bit more and showing them out i also think it's a good way of like because if you think about some of the most memorable games of like not even the past decade but like the past five years we'd say like warframe fortnite among us like they're all free to play games that have you know been able to attract in a general audience uh, and you know obviously game pass isn't free but like everyone who owns game pass has the same access to those titles so it makes sense to have these smaller indie games with more so of a multiplayer focus on them as well because they'll attract like this group of people together um but i think yeah no i i, I um yeah the indie the indie scene on xbox is kind of a weird one because it's still kind of in its infancy um like there's definitely a lot more that could be done i think like before like super meat boy was like the pinnacle of indie games on xbox and now like you've got games like the falconeer what remains of edith finch donut county like i can name off like a good few like so i think maybe it's, it's a good step in the right direction and i think if if e3 rumors are to be you know believed like they're meant to announce some like whole new stuff for indie titles uh not only on game pass but for xbox in general 
so I, I hope something comes out of that and I hope they I hope we see like maybe a revitalization as like as Cameron mentioned of like rare IPs as well um, because like like rare replay is like probably one of my favorite like bundles on the yeah. Xbox one because it brings back so many great memories of like my childhood and even just playing through some of the games I didn't know existed as well like you know it's such a great way of experiencing gaming history as well um but yeah no i i really do like the indie scene on xbox at the moment i think it's getting a lot better um and it's definitely shown to have uh, improved um the viability of games as well because like like the falconeer has done fantastic since coming to game pass um it's definitely got its detractors because it's such a niche game as well but like for the most part you know those who like it uh, may have missed out on it if it wasn't on game pass so it's it's always a good uh, a good balance in that sense as well i don't know what do you, what do you guys think about um particularly just surrounding indie games on xbox at the moment do you think it's getting better do you i don't know do you think you have any favorites particularly that you played recently as well I mean, it, it's definitely come a long way, right? Like, I remember back on the original 360 days where it was, you had the Summer of Arcade and you had, you know, like, Braid was their big first like, indie release. I remember the indie darlings, I guess. Braid, Super Meat Boy, like, Explosion Man. There was, like, there were, I remember they had, like, here's, like, the six titles. And if you weren't in those six, you might as well not exist, right? Like, you didn't get any marketing. No one ever heard of you. Uh, and the only way to even get on the Microsoft Store is you had to be published by a big publisher. Like, there was a size requirement. Um, which really made it difficult for indies to get onto the platform. Obviously, when ID and Xbox came out for the Xbox One, they reduced that barrier a lot. They still curate it, and it still has to be approved by Microsoft before it ends up on the store, which is why, you know, we don't get as much, like, stuff as you do on, like, Steam, but we also, there's, like, that at least base level of quality, so you don't just get the most horrific stuff you've ever, yeah. asset flips you've ever seen. Um, that's not to say that I haven't played some absolutely terrible games that I cannot believe <laughs> made through certification. There's some that's, yeah, snuck through Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, like, uh, I, I try, uh. I try and do one every hundred thousand on my my gamer score. So I played a fair few of them, um, but I think that, like I said, Game Pass is is great for accessibility for people to be able to you know play these games with low barrier to entry. But it's also, like I said, a, a really good advertising avenue to get above because even though it's not as much as Steam, there are still a lot of indie games that come onto the platform. I mean, if you look at like say True Achievements, for example, they have they put the every time that they find a new list of a game they'll add it to their tracker and it'll show up mm. there that you know that thing can go through like 10 of them a day and you know sure most of them aren't like you know big triple a titles a lot of them are smaller indie stuff but it's really easy to just get lost in the shuffle even with even with the you know the relatively curated nature of the xbox so having something yeah. show up on game pass um even if it's just like hey like even if you weren't planning on playing the game you're now aware that the game even exists yeah. which is yeah. more than the developers had than they, they would have had if they weren't on the service at all um but yeah i, I played some some great stuff on game pass um i mean like obviously i, I use it mostly for achievement games but um it, it's um it, it's a it's been really good for um getting getting back to games is, is also a thing for it as well mm. so um and you know I, i've talked about this a lot on, on our podcast but um the um square put out the final fantasy series a lot of the, those games on the xbox for the first time um but, you know they, they weren't on the 360 um and they sort of came out late towards the end of the xbox one generation uh, for a whole new group of people who potentially had never played them especially if you've you know if you've been an xbox yeah. person since the beginning you know this there's a big gaps in people's libraries that they've just you know these classic games that no one's ever played before um and so you know for example like i'd never played final fantasy 7 8 or 9 really um and so i decided hey you know they're on game pass now um 
now's as good a chance as any to, to go back and play them and see what you know what the fuss is about and and you know get 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 you know I, I don't have those nostalgia goggles but i want to see what people say about these games so i can be part of those conversations and you know they'll they'll do when the new games come out i'll be like oh i play these old ones and i can kind of see where this is from um so like final fantasy 10 was a big part of my childhood um back in like you know 2001 and like i just i lost my mind playing through this again so like i put it, it came out um mid mid uh may i think it was, it was it was like it was like 10th um and i put about 110 hours into it 115 hours into it in about two and a half weeks so like it's yeah like and like and like i you know i've i've, I've sort of stepped away from going that hardcore into games recently because it's just been a bit much you know you hit 1.6 million you're like you know what maybe i don't need to hit 1.7 in a month right maybe i can take a little bit of a break but like this was like i was dreaming about it i couldn't stop playing it and it was like it was like the perfect mesh of like nostalgia and like great game um and it's the kind of thing where it's like i probably wouldn't have gone back to it if it wasn't on game pass if they had released it for the xbox and just said oh yeah you can buy it for you know 50 bucks or whatever i would have been like do i really want to pay 50 bucks for something that i've already played before even though it's been a long time ago um or or you know or it's like you know it's like oh hey final fantasy 7 everyone talks about this game as it's like the second coming of christ like people like it's kind of like required it's like the, it's the required reading of video games right like if people are like oh you haven't played final fantasy 7 what are you doing why don't you go play it i'm like okay well i, I should probably should play it right but it's not the kind of thing where i'm like yeah this is a a game from 1990 was it 1997 that it had you know it's got some really yeah, rough looking yeah. mechanics and and like it's you know it hasn't, it hasn't aged super well do i really want to throw down 30 40 bucks for this to have an experience that like i know is probably going to be somewhat subpar compared to what i could spend that money on elsewhere hmm. so it, it's not just the indie games right it's there's there's so much there that could be gleaned from people who have just missed things because hmm. like hmm. There, there are so hmm. many games out and and game pass is just the perfect place to be like you know what like either it's an indie game that's that's launching into it or or i wasn't prepared to, to put the money down for it or I, I didn't see it when it was on sale or i'd never heard of it or i did hear about it but it just kind of i was busy at the time like there's so many applications for it um and i've just been having a fantastic time it's i haven't been buying games uh for the last couple of years so it's really been my avenue into like getting new things onto my tag and, and having you know new experiences um so i'm absolutely loving it hmm. one thing I, I just want to say i wish on the xbox they at least particularly on the like on the Game Pass menu when you're going through stuff, I wish you would be allowed to filter by studio budget. So like if you had like a double A indie triple A setting on it, that would be absolutely unreal. Yeah. Um, because there's been times where I've wanted to like go on a Game Pass and I'm just like, I want to give an indie game a shot. And then I have to go siphoning through all these like games. Like Particularly yeah. like, obviously I love that there's more games on Game Pass, but EA Play has kind of saturated so much like sports games into the mix that you're kind of like, going through like what feels like the same game 10 times over um yeah uh like ea play wasn't exactly I, I think ea play coming over to game pass made a lot of sense because ea play made no sense to buy from anyone unless you were like into a really really specific genre of games and even with that like you know you didn't get the most up-to-date games on release like if you were a big fifa fan you still had to wait like six or seven months until you got like the most recent fifa so um the the only positive aspect I've ever found with EA Play is it's something that's been out for six months that they're just adding in now and you know you can crack it out in like two, three weeks. Hmm. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's the... 
alternative to Game Pass. But they will eventually come to EA Play, so you don't have to worry about rushing out and grabbing mm. it straight mm. away if you're not like super super keen on it. Um, yeah. That that yeah. filtering by budget would be massively controversial. And I'd love to see it. Just like just imagine just being like. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know, you you bring it. You you know, you you put five years into this game. You put it out there, and Microsoft's like, yeah, you know, indie single A game. And you're like, wait a minute, this is clearly a double A experience. How dare they do this? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it obviously probably would be controversial, but it would be so good as well. I I, I feel like in the long term as well, like because if people go on to Xbox Game Pass and they're like, oh, I want to play an indie game, it would be so much better for them to just be able to filter by that. Um like because i like it's so weird going down it's just like oh do i want to play doom eternal or donut county it's like well these are like two like vastly different games like i get i can filter by genre but if i could filter by size of dev team as well that'd be even cooler because like i I don't know there's something about like particularly when connor and i played the falcon air like there was something cool about playing a game that was developed by a single person uh, and knowing Mm. the size of it and everything it kind of puts it in perspective whereas like if i was to say play fogs and i was like Oh yeah, this could have like obviously I don't think I would have gone in with the mindset that it was developed by like Activision or like EA or whatever. But like I would have gone in and been like, oh I wonder, like I would have no idea it was developed by three people, um, mm. and maybe that's a good thing, uh, in 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 a large respect as well because if it doesn't look like it's been made by three people, then it's probably worth its its time. But like having that knowledge that it's made by a small company, uh, like it maybe it makes me a little bit more lenient, but it also means that I'm like even more i have a bit more admiration for it as well because it's like oh i can understand that this like probably for the most part at least with some developers isn't their full-time job like uh they're probably very low budget as well so like it, it's it's nice in a sense to have that sort of marketplace that you could go to um i mean yeah it could be kind of controversial but as you mentioned like the old arcade store like filtered indie games into it as well so it's no different from like just porting that over to game pass i think it's true. Uh, the the, yeah. the one feature that I'm annoyed by, they used to be used to be able to hide games on the game, like you can on a normal library. Used to be able to hide Game Pass games because I own a lot of the stuff that's already in there. Or I'd already played through most of it, so I'd like to be able to filter it out to be like, well, like it's great that you know you can show me you've got 900 games or whatever, but like I'm actually just looking for the new stuff or stuff that I haven't seen before or I might have overlooked, and they've just made that these, kind of. It needs to be like completed versus uncompleted for achievement hunters. Hmm. But then I'd probably end up with it's still like the EA problem is still the big one, right? Is it because I don't play any of the sports titles, so those yeah. will be there forever. It's like, do I really want to start FIFA? Do I really want to start FIFA or do I want to start FIFA or FIFA? No, that would be a trick. Imagine trying to get yeah. all the achievements in like FIFA 12. Oh, <laughs> is that even oh. possible? I don't know if it is. I think some of them are locked by say, online. FIFA. FIFA 14, 15, 16, 17 have discontinued achievements, I believe. Oh, that's that's disappointing. Oh. Or at least those services. Oh damn! <laughs> I was gonna hop in and try and get all those achievements. So sad. <laughs> the first one of the first games I ever played for Xbox One was FIFA 14, and Ultimate Team gave me that many issues. Hmm. I had an open EA um, support <laughs> ticket for two years, and then just got closed out of the blue. Now nah, don't worry, buddy. He's probably dying. And it's just like well, we can't fix this. We can't help you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like well. <laughs> And because it was a free code with the console, it was like, well, you got a free game. Get over it. <clears throat> yeah, I think the, the <sighs> one saving yeah. grace with, with the EA Play stuff is that if you go into uh, my game library, 
um, and then go to Game Pass because you have the EA Play section and the Game Pass section. Hmm. You can see just the Game Pass games without all the the EA titles, and because it, it's it's getting large now. I mean, if they add you like if they were to add Ubisoft to it as well, <laughs> trying to find anything would just be like. <laughs> Could you imagine uh, the saturation if they just added Ubisoft? Like it'd just be like twenty million Assassin's Creed games just coming onto Game Pass, like. And then like the so Watchdog just... titles, it would feel it would just feel like like the same game just reskinned like over and over again. I feel like Tom Clancy this, Tom Clancy that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be like playing an Ubisoft game, just like it's the meta game of of trying to figure out which which. It was like, wait a minute, have I played that one? It was the one where I climbed the towers <laughs> and I jumped down onto a guy. Um... <laughs> Look, they all they all they need to do is like add like three or four games and you basically get the same experiences you just need to add a just dance and assassin's creed slash far cry <laughs> a division and rabbits don't forget rabbits and rabbits <laughs> oh i probably uh, got my copy of rabbits here uno as well i think it's yeah uno is ubisoft as well oh no oh what a classic. That's what we need. We need more Uno clones. Yeah, the one thing that always annoys me is the fact that yeah, now I have to pay for Uno. So that clip of the guy getting angry at the guy for not having Uno is totally justified in this day and age because not everyone has Uno on their fucking Xbox. So it's it's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> give give me like an Uno one versus one hundred crossover. Oh man, yeah, you know what? I. I really enjoyed when uh, Ubisoft were doing all the Hasbro Entertainment stuff hmm. because they had that whole. I, I feel like it was experimental. Like well, they had they had their Monopoly and Battleship. You know, like <laughs> I want to play Jenga I mean... on my Xbox. So you would think, <laughs> but here's here's Monopoly Two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this this is like, this I, is. I played Risk. I I, I did boosting yeah. sessions for Risk. Okay, yeah. like I don't want to hear it. Yeah. This is how we should have started. This is how we should have started Connect, yeah? Connect Jenga. <laughs> yes. Steven, Steel, Steven Spielberg's boom blocks or whatever it was on the Wii back in the day. Oh, what a blast from the past, Connect. You know, as, as much as I like to trash on it, when Trivial Pursuit went on sale, that was an instant buy. Lo- yeah. Love me. So I, 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 I did like the Hasbro games on there. There's some really good ones. Do you remember the old, like, there used to be a, there was like a Star Wars game for the Kinect. I, I remember yeah, binging yeah, I that, that yeah. when I was younger. Like, I don't know why it was so good. Like, um, No, I didn't like it. The Kinect. Yeah, the classics. Yeah, no, yeah, Matt gets what I'm on about. Matt knows what's up. <laughs> no, no, because like, it just, it made me so tired. I mean, like, doing that in front of you, <laughs> Kinect. Well, I'm like sorry, but I hate to tell you, but your lack of fitness is quite disturbing, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> like, doing the hand solo dance. Oh, no, he's got it. He's got it. They they had the terrible dancing. They just ruined all the songs. Yeah. I still can't get over it. Uh, Imagine paying 150 euro for the Connect. Man, that'd be wild. You can get it for like ten or yeah. now. It's just ridiculous. I, I have I have one Connect game on my tag, but I wish I didn't. Um, <laughs> the the reason I bought the Connect is so I could video chat with my girlfriend who was overseas at the time, um, who had who was a big Xbox player. Uh, the same one who got me into playing Neverwinter. So thanks, Kitty. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, so I was like, and so I was like, well, I bought this damn camera. I, like I should because again this is before like you know Skype was even decent mm. and you know this is we're talking like 360 generation so all the mm. picks suck mm. um, 
I was like, I suppose I should probably play a Kinect game of some sort. It came with Kinect Adventures. I guess I'll give this a go. And then I was like, man, I'm woefully, un- way too unfit for this. This is just <laughs> nuts. And it's like, well, the achievement's like, yeah, get a platinum medal on this. Like, you know, do this five times in a row without fainting. And I'm like, oh, n- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If, and the thing is, it's like, yeah, the Kinect will take pictures of you and, and, you know, tell you how bad you're doing. And I'm like, I don't know if there needs Microsoft HD need to, need to have a recording of me falling over and, you know, breaking a leg or something. It's just, I, I, I don't need to come that, that to come up during my political campaign in 10 years, you know? It's I, like the I, week that I decided that I was going to be like, all right, let's 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 try Shape Up here. Let's get serious about Shape Up. I'll smash out the completion. The next week, servers were disconnected. That, <laughs> no, that, warning. no warning. Like, no, we're going to save you from this, mate. It's not, it's not worth it. I, I unironically loved Connect Adventures just because there's so much nostalgia I have connected to it, like getting the Connect for the first time. I think if we're going to talk nostalgia, though, let's go back to the days where you had, like, the indie section on the, on the Xbox store where there's, like, all those games where it just used your Xbox avatar and, like, someone had put it together in, like, an hour. Oh, yeah, the girls were so Because you had, like, the in, you had, like indies, the, like, Xbox Live Arcade, and then you had, like, the community games, which was, like... Like, the best, like, the only good one was, like, Weapon of Choice or something. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it was, like, a, like the twin-stick shooter, and everyone was like, man, this is pretty cool. They should make, release this to, like, the main thing, but they never did. And the rest mm. of it was, yes, yeah, mm. like, real trash. Yeah, just absolutely, like, cartoon, press a button. <laughs> it, 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 it was, like... But it, it still, like... I liked seeing that there on the store. Like, download a really, mm. really crappy game and just laugh at it for <laughs> 10 minutes. Like, I still enjoyed that. Um, this was, like, actually, the time no, when can't... the Wii was out, though. Like, so they were still, like, trying to compete in that market, which was really weird. <sighs> and, oh, it, it's, it's, like, the same with, like... Like, PlayStation had, like, the iToy... And like all buzz and all that, and like those were classics as well. Like I feel like there's like a couple of hidden gems in all of them, but like it's just such a sea of shit. Like there's just so much like you have to get through to find the good stuff. Like it's just it's it's quite funny. Like like that that Star Wars game is woeful, but I have such good memories of it. Like so it's like yeah. yeah. I'm suddenly yeah. having like flashbacks to when they announced that when it was Project Natal and Peter Molyneux, the you know the King of Lies, hmm. came out. <laughs> oh you know you know we're gonna, we're gonna bring milo you know this vir- your virtual boy that you're gonna be raising in, in the connect or whatever and like i had to go out like, and, and, like i remember in an interview afterwards you had to go and be like no you can't do anything inappropriate inappropriate with milo like we made sure that that's because that was everyone's first question everyone was like how can we fuck up this kid like how, what's, the, what's the worst thing we can do? it was i mean obviously it never happened right like and this whole thing was like oh you know the, the kid will run up to you and go, oh, he, you know, you, you can show him a picture and then it'll like scan it into the thing and he'll draw it for you or whatever. And it's like, yeah, Everett's just going to draw like a massive penis. And, like, <laughs> and like immediately, like everyone was like, this is the worst idea I've ever heard. Can you just pick up the kid yeah. and shake him? It was like that and that and they were doing, um, they were like, oh, you know, it's going to be, I remember they were they were showing off um like they were gonna like a skateboarding game. It's like yeah, you can scan your skateboard into it, and you can like have your skateboard as a thing. And then like the next it was like an E three, and the next game they came out with Tony Hawk Ride, like the ne- very next game mm. with that really <sighs> shitty fucking the board. Yeah, I still have that board. Right, let yeah. me go to the other room. I I do too. Yeah, of course, Cameron has every peripheral no demand because uh, he, he just collects them for some reason like a crazy hermit. Um, we like three rock band. No, sorry, one rock band and two guitar sets now, and one broke. Mate, one you can only play one. one of them at a time. You can only one man band so hard. 
Oh, I just wanted it. to choices. It's interesting because it's just you know they they had such grand visions for a lot of this, and a lot of it really did not pan out. Truly, the golden also, age of games, <clears> though. I also want to write an open letter to Playground Games and say I thank you for taking Fable, because <clears throat> <laughs> it was not doing well for a while there. Um, that game is going to be absolutely gorgeous when it releases. I'm sure it'll look great. I have, I mean, you know, the um, the, the drifting level, I'm sure, will be great. Um, but you'll have to, you'll have to repeat the same, you'll have to repeat the same fight in five different locations. I, I, I swear to God, if we don't, if we don't get like a fable and then a fable driving spinoff, they the angry letters. Look, oh, horse racing 2016 already perfected the genre. This is true. This is true. Yeah, there's a very talented studio. I I like when they put Warthogs into Forza. Anything else they mm. can do that's not just the average car, go for it. Um, I I will be very interested this year to see when they release 5, whether it actually does maintain seasons or if yeah. it just does away with it altogether. But Connor, mm. Connor, you're a huge fan of car games, though. Don't forget that. Do you not remember the your your very first article? <laughs> yeah, so th- there's a really good story here. So Connor and I, well, I used to write for them. I don't write anymore. We used to write for this, uh, this like game publication in Form Pixel, and he's getting prescribed stories and whatever. And Connor's first article was to talk about like Project Cars three, and it was like <laughs> Connor knows absolutely. Like I don't know. Do you know anything about cars, Connor? I I just assume you don't. I have a car, but no, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> but it was like, with the article was so, f- yeah, the article was so funny because you could tell he had to like really look up like certain car brands and everything because he's just like, oh, joining the Project Cars 3 lineup is the legendary like whatever fucking Japanese car, like uh, this really long complicated name, XOR567 or whatever. And it was just like, oh, Connor really knows his shit. Like, no, he's just copied like all of this, like... Oh. No, well, it was a DLC. It Wiki was the article, power, the power pack, <laughs> the power pack, or whatever. And I was looking up these cars. And I, they they had names, and then they had numbers after them. I was trying to do some research, and their name was always different depending on where you went. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, someone said they were Japanese icons. It's like the iconic Japanese. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, oh. let's not talk about that um yeah now coming back to indies on on xbox i think it's a great time for it mm-hmm. i love uh uh idea at xbox when they stream different games because i saw them streaming a, a really cool kind of um beat em up in the style of scott pilgrim uh, the friends of ringo ishikawa which is kind of a like a, mm-hmm. a pixelated yakuza like game and i was like man that looks cool i'll get that um what they're doing to promote indie games i, I know that like a, an, an Xbox trailer or showcase, they, they showed a game, a small game called Skatebird, and I've been following their Twitter religiously. Uh, Skatebird, they, they have a Twitter where every tweet is written in character from the, the Skatebird in this kind of really childish, uh, funny funny manner. It's, it's so cute. Can't wait till it comes out to be a little bird on a skateboard slapping about. Um, you know, <laughs> whether that can, comes to Game Pass, I don't know. But... 12 minutes, you know, this is such a great time for indie games. Mm. Loving all the stuff coming out. It's it's so front and center compared to what it used to be. Um, yeah. And I'm really Actually, happy with it. A, a good point. Summer... Oh, yeah, no, go on camera. Sorry, I was going to say, Summer Games Fest is coming up too, so I'm sure yeah. we'll see uh, quite a few indies today, and Xbox will have some involvement as to what is coming into Game Pass. 
with the way AAA ga- game development has been over the last mm, year, mm. indies are really the only ones that are bringing stuff out at the moment. So, I mean, it's a it's a good time to be an indie, and it's a great time for Microsoft to be like, hey, we need some games. We need, yeah. <laughs> we need to have, you know, release dates show up in our trailers rather than just the vague coming soon. Yeah. yeah. And even, like, like sure, yeah. one of the biggest games of last year, like, if, if it says anything about indie games, it's like Hades. So, like, if anything, people are starting to take yeah. indie games a lot more seriously now. Uh, they were obviously Hades is a complete like I, I don't know if I call it like it's a it's a high budget indie um like it's yeah. Yeah. an established studio but I mean like their, their first indie game was uh, what Bastion which was you know mm. an Xbox darling mm. a 360 darling back in the day as well like it sort of fits into that arcade mold it was one of those ones they really promoted mm. Mm. Um, and it's really great to see where they've, they've gone from there but yeah like Hades is amazing like you know game of the year winning across I just, the I just needs to hit Xbox already yeah, yeah, it does. That's, it does. That's love it's that one it. game that I would just pick up day one. Yeah, I'd love to. But see I, it. I love Greek mythology, so. But you know, the studios I used to think of as indie, like uh, Undead Labs or Double Fine, the fact that they've been acquired by Xbox mm-hmm. and they're now producing like these very polished, um, high budget games. Like, you know, I'm I'm so excited because mm-hmm. there's so much creative talent in indie games that if they were just given, um, you know, the support but still retained their sort of creativity and, and freedom to do what they wanted to do. I mean, the, the, I mean Thomas Sala, who did The Falconeer, give him loads of money, I'd love to see what he did, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think the other thing is that, like, one of the one of the best things about the, you know, Microsoft acquisitions is that it takes a lot of risk away from those companies, but hopefully allows them to keep, you know, just because you are la- become a larger studio, you get more of a budget, doesn't mean you have to make a larger game. You can still make smaller projects, you know? Hmm. Like, I mean, you know, obviously Double Fine are working on Psychonauts 2 and, and whatever comes next for them, I'm sure is going to be a pre- relatively large game. But they've done smaller stuff like, you know, Costume Quest and um, Stacking and um, Love stacking, uh, Headlander love stacking. and things like that. You know, smaller, more, you know, indie style experiences with, you know, smaller budgets that sort of fit more into that Game Pass mold. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think the, um, the good thing as well, uh, recently, particularly with Xbox acquiring so many what have been previously indie titles or indie companies is the fact that before that it was very much if you were an indie and you needed funding your games were very much taken out of your own control and they had to be fitted to into whatever format um and the the opposite of the case was that if you were working with a group of indie developers there was literally like i don't think there was any semblance of professionalism for the most part like if you go into like their twitters or anything like uh, not that there isn't a semblance of professionalism but it's uh, it's almost like your mate making a game as opposed to like a big company and that's not to say that they're any better or worse for it i think uh, a company that springs to mind now new blood who do like a lot of indie developed like retro shooters like they produce quality after quality game like but they take a very laxed approach to it at least on the surface um i think now at least we're seeing a kind of a blended approach to that so like obviously microsoft are gonna have some oversight on some of the companies but for the most part they're allowed to just go off and do what they want something that i don't think is as promoted in the playstation ethos as much because i feel like xbox are willing to take a few more risks with because they've obviously got like what 23 developers now as opposed to like playstation's 10 so they've obviously they're not afraid to spend a bit of money on a developer that they're not sure of whether they'll do well or not um uh, and even like bethesda is a risky one to buy as well because like they haven't made a a viable you know publicly acclaimed game since like new vegas um 
or well, at least wasn't, well, or, well if we if we discount <laughs> well yeah if we discount like id software and we just take like the fallout series <laughs> and all those like they haven't really done anything too major since i'd say new vegas um Skyrim. at least that has been loved um be the, the only yeah like is the was the big one but again that was 2011 right? yeah i mean obviously you know, they've released that every year since pretty much but the original was at least 2011 fallout shelter <laughs> oh, don't forget elder scrolls blades it's a classic in the in the franchise that amazing phone destroying game yep Oh, yeah. Saying that, I, it's not like I've played Elder Scrolls Online, uh, so I, I, I can't even talk for Fallout 76. I just heard the bad things and stayed away. Um, yeah. I've never played Skyrim, think... so... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I loved it for what it was, but it's okay. it's, again, okay. it, is, it is very much of its time. Uh, and yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of the purists don't like it because they simplified it too much. Yeah. But anyway, we, we, we talked about this last night around sort of Avowed and some of the other you know, Obsidian-style obsidian is making a a skyrim style game in set in their fellows of eternity universe which is like okay that's interesting to assume sort of going for that aesthetic of trying to capture people who enjoyed that game 10 years ago mm. um, which is thought that it's it's almost 10 years old at this point yeah anyway uh, with i mean the problem is i could talk to you guys forever i'm having like so much fun mm. Uh, but we will need to to wrap it up at some point. So, um, Odin, what are we doing next week? Are we looking at Psychonauts? Yeah, Psychonauts, because I think you mentioned that there might be something at E3 that would be worth keeping well, yeah, an eye well, out ev- for. Everyone's talking about a, a stealth drop of Psychonauts too, and like it, I, I feel sorry for Double Fine, like if they if they don't have that planned, because everyone's <laughs> like they're gonna drop Psychonauts too. Uh, the, I always the worry. rumor is. Psychonauts 2 or Microsoft Flight Sim. But yeah. Psychonauts 2 is purely based on the fact that two or three weeks ago it dropped accidentally on the store. Oh, really? So... They, they, made, they made it visible when it was supposed to be, you know, still under wraps. Uh, but uh... again, it's like the worst kept secret in the world, right? They've been working on the game forever. <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of the original, so yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, and it... it's a very interesting game, um, and it has a lot, a lot going for it. Definitely worth a look. And yeah. they've had like how long extra, like at least another six months to polish it past their yeah. originally re- uh, original release date. So. Well, I, I have to say, like my my excitement level for Flight Sim is uh, uh, shaky or on the ground at best. Uh, whereas... I thought it would be sky high. Hasn't <laughs> 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 taken off. But Psychonauts two, I would be on that definitely. So yeah, Psychonauts yeah. next week. Uh, Aldrin, final thoughts. Uh, yeah. Um go play pogs if you have a friend to play it with if you don't have friends well then welcome to the club absolutely uh cameron anything to anything to plug any final thoughts uh same thing i would also say another indie darling that i've seen at the moment is wild heart which Mm -hmm. is basically pikmin on like old pikmin from gamecube i'd say definitely check them out as well um anything to plug is pretty much just i guess our podcast Real Gamer Score podcast, which you guys are invited to come back to at any time that you see fit. Um, and then, yeah, just pretty much just the usual uh, Twitter handle and all the other social media handles at Shit on Sedge. Mm, fantastic. Matt. Yeah, the Wild at Heart, a recent addition to Game Pass. Matt, yeah. anything from you? Um, I'm going to plug a game that I've been playing, uh, Valhalla 
uh, the cyberpunk t bartending adventure. I, I don't know the exact title. Um, it's on Windows 10. I'm playing on a Game Pass. I'm having a great time with it. It's a super chill experience that I've just. It's like it's been my second screen game, while I'm you know playing proper games, proper games, on the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah, I've heard yeah. of that one. It's yeah. It's, 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 yeah three three to four hour experience like super chill interesting story definitely yeah just check it out um you know i think uh, they've got um the ascent coming to game pass in july and there's like there's loads of cyberpunk mm. uh style games it's like well 2077 didn't really scratch that itch and now all these other games are coming out it's like well they can't be worse than that <laughs> uh yeah if, if yeah. you want to if you want to yeah. find me uh you can find me on neomaster on pretty much everything xbox true achievements and on the uh, real game score podcast which i host with cameron uh every week we we do it live most sort of fridays or saturdays and the recordings come out on the tuesdays yeah go listen to real game score podcast uh we love these guys they have they have a fun song feature at the start of every episode that i i love listening to and love feeling absolutely confused every time i i hear it uh but he, it was a fantastic song that he, someone someone in chat got it so i was happy so it was like someone yeah. got it but it was, uh, i was yeah. gonna say if you go back if you go back far enough you can just hear me singing baby shark and absolutely oh, okay. the well, podcast that's the podcast you you've gone back too far if you get back to that stage that's we we put we put a pin in that immediately I, I on the show now. but yeah guys thank you so much for joining us and next week as i said will be psychonauts ready for uh, the Xbox Bethesda showcase. So uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time.